can't tell you how many times I've had my accounts shut down for just saying absolutely lewd and horrific things about women. I don't know about you, Dante, but, you know, God, if I, if I had a nickel for every single time. Same here, brother. So what's up, man? Yeah, that, that's obviously uh, taking the internet by storm. So this, uh, let's call this an emergency podcast of the Front Row Podcast because Andrew Tate has been uh, banned from all social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook. Is it Twitter, too? I'm sorry. I, I think he was already banned from Twitter. I don't know probably i just saw facebook and instagram yep so that's uh so that's an emergency podcast for the front row podcast but before we do that let's do some uh quick housekeeping how are you my friend what have you been up to i'm great i got a nice interview with judge judy in beverly hills yesterday she's always a real sweetheart yeah that's crazy out of robe you know she was just dressed casual a little hat on. It's cool. It's cool to run into Judge Judy. Right. Did, yeah. did you ever interview her when we were at TMZ? I did a couple of times. You know, she would go to like the salons right there um, by Giuseppe Franco's salon. And uh, is that his name? Giuseppe Franco? Giuseppe Franco. Yeah. Yeah. Like right there and next Hills. to. Yeah. In Canon over, you know, where Stallone and Sly or Stallone and Arnold would always have lunch. I would see her like leaving those salons occasionally and having lunch and uh yeah, she was always a sweetheart. You know, Harvey just loved uh, Judge Judy. So anytime you got a clip of her, it was like, yes, they're going to use it. Harvey's probably going to be happy. But there's kind of like this odd pressure of filming her. She's not like this massive A-list celebrity, but she's so in with your boss that you kind of right. feel this obligation to get a really good question out when you get her. And I didn't always have that. I wish I had filmed her during the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard stuff. I feel like that would have been like a great time to get Judge Judy. I should have asked her something about that. I was I saw her and I was like, what do I even ask? Trump? I, I tried to right. ask about Trump. Because um, that was like a, one of the biggest televised court cases, celebrity court cases ever. I mean, fuck. God, could you imagine? Jesse, they, you should still be working at TMZ. Those are That's a good angle. Next time I see her, I'm going to talk about that. Like, is this the greatest yeah. courtroom tv televised court thing ever or you know is it oj you know what what is it that's that's that'd a, be good a good angle. question like what do you think what was better television the oj trial or the johnny depp and ever heard trial God damn. next time brother hey there's a reason why you're not with them anymore you know um <laughs> exactly <laughs> they made the right choice yeah but by the way you say cool. she's not a-list but she's like the highest paid person on tv i think she makes 47 million dollars a year i know it's weird it's there's like there's a list in terms of like what you what sells on magazines, right? Like what you know, whether People Magazine will spend fifty thousand dollars on a celebrity photo, it's not going to be Judge Judy unless she's like looking awful, and right. you know, it's something that they can you know mock her over. She's not going to be in the, the rag mags uh, in a bikini, you know. Let me put it that way. But, right. you know, maybe Star Magazine or like uh, with the National Enquirer will pick something up every now and then. That's that's possible. But uh, but she's high profile. Let's put it that way. High profile. She's a, she's a big deal. She's like Andrew Tate. She's a big deal. Yeah. Let's let's get into let's, that because let's get into first of all, who is Andrew Tate? Because I apparently he's huge online on social media in particular, but I never heard of him up until maybe last week. 
I was surprised when you told me that because I sent you some stuff about about him, considering maybe we should talk about him on the pod. And you hadn't heard of him. And I was I, I was surprised just because I, I, I shit you not, my my feed on Instagram and on YouTube was like flooded with content from this dude over like the past month and a half. And it really has been like a very quick rise to fame. I mean, he was, I think he had like a million followers on Instagram in June. And as of today, before his account was banned, he had like 4 million followers or 4.5. Maybe I might be wrong. Yeah, it might be 3.5, but it, it was huge. Can I ask you a question? Are you always looking up like how to be a man, man things, manly stuff online? Because I feel like the algorithm is going to suggest what you're already looking for. That's the weird thing about this, because it might be because I, I watch a, a podcast called H3H3 and they um, they talk about they, they were talking about Andrew Tate a lot. So I did watch some videos where they were talking about him. And then I was watching like, you know, I do I work in like. Um, a male driven industry I do you know content for for an MMA page so that could be part of the reason why it was showing up but I, I started getting like all this content flooded and it was mostly in my reels and in my YouTube shorts it wasn't like in the normal YouTube recommended stuff it was always like reels or shorts I would yeah. just be scrolling and it would be some video and it wasn't Andrew Tate's account it was some account that's like the best of Tate was like the name of the account or like Tate clips or uh, the top G. And yeah, it's I've all these like, the top yeah, G. It's, it's like he, he's fan he's accounts. Big, yeah. He's big on TikTok. Apparently that's where he's the biggest because so many of his fans share his content. Now, well, I, I guess we ahead. should just say like, first of all, he, from what I read, he's a former kickboxer. And he was on the show Big Brother in the UK back in 2016, and he I think he got kicked off because yeah. of uh, he he like hit a woman with a belt. Well, he claims it was playful, consensual stuff, but I don't, that they misedited it. But I don't know. I, I haven't seen it yet. Well, it's uh, that that whole thing is how he became kind of like well known. But from what I am aware of, he's an American whose father was a kickboxer and a chess champion or something like a chess master. And then they moved to Europe when he, in his teens. And I think primarily he's been living in Romania where he was part of like the Romanian kickboxing league and became like a four time champion or something. But while he was, and he developed some like weird accent too while, while he was over there, but he, so yeah, I've never uh, heard him speak. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch some stuff. But so he kind of gained prominence online. From what I'm understanding is, is that he started up like a webcam uh, operation with uh, with some girls. And he was running this webcam operation and he was taking crypto as his form of payment. And this is probably like, I want to say 2017, 2018. And I'm guessing because he was getting paid everything in crypto, that accrued in value over those years, obviously, because crypto shot up in, in those years. And I, I think he gained some pretty significant wealth. He claims that he runs like 14 casinos 
over there in Europe, in Romania, but there's no evidence to, to substantiate that. Um, so it's suspicious. You just assume that it's probably money that was acquired through some shady means because he also apparently has ties to Romanian mobsters and he's been accused Anybody of being a sex trafficker. Yeah. Well, first of all, I read that he got busted by or not busted, but the, the Romanian police came in to uh, investigate <laughs> to investigate. Uh, is that Romanian water right there, Jesse? Romanian water. The Romanian police came in and, and like arrested he and his brother to do a, a sex trafficking investigation. They thought that they were holding a woman there against her will at their home. Anybody who's moving over to Romania is probably not moving there for the best of intentions. There's probably something illegal or borderline illegal going on. Yeah, when I heard it was, oh, he's living in Romania. That was literally all you needed to say. It was, yeah. oh, he's in Romania. Oh, yeah, then you know, he's doing. He, he's nothing doing against something. the Romanian, the Romanian people, but uh, apparently uh, he he said that the the lax sexual assault laws are like 40 percent of the reason that he moved over there so it sounds like it's it's a little bit of a place where where, where uh, some slimy characters can hang out because they're allowed to yeah he has some quotes that uh you know if you're just looking at it as like a sort of like a nihilistic approach of oh who cares it's just, these are just words right then he's kind of funny. He's kind of entertaining. It's kind of like Trump people who just say really hyperbolic, crazy, ridiculous things just to get a rise out of people. I think that's part of this. Yeah. So, you know, he, when, so, so that's his thing. He he's basically one of those guys who tells men how to live, how to be men, how to you know be alpha male types. Right. That's his whole thing that he's selling. Yeah. He's been compared to Alex Jones in that way, where he's sort of, um, uh, God, well, I mean, he sells like male, male enhancement pills and things like that, where you're saying things that are so obviously not true, but the, uh, the way it's being said is, is kind of the selling point because it's so, it's, it, it, there is no fear of like consequences for it. You say it's so, uh, there's so much ego behind it. There's so much um, confidence behind it that that's the selling point. It doesn't really matter that what he says is inherently ridiculous. I think that's where a lot of it comes from. And of course, who do you think this is really impressionable upon? Is it is it people in their like late 20s, men in their late 20s, early 30s? No, it's 16 year old boys. It's the it's really just another grift from like kind of like what's been pushed in like the intellectual dark web with people like Jordan Peterson, who ironically his daughter, Jordan Peterson's daughter was Andrew Tate's girlfriend for a time. Well, there you which go. Was a, a strange coincidence, but I think that that's a, uh, that's where he can, that's the audience he connects with. I think is like 16 year old boys um, who are, you know, going through puberty, you know, becoming adults and he, he really has an effect on them. Yeah. I mean, clearly there's a marketplace for that. There is something about males who feel disaffected or that, you know, there's nothing in this world for them. The world is not, the world doesn't like them. So when you hear right. a guy coming along and being like, fuck all that, fuck these 
women and these, you know, whatever it's, uh, enticing. I can see his appeal to, uh, that type of, uh, lost soul type yeah. of person who's just trying to figure out their way in the world. However, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't know. It's like they banned him. They haven't said specifically why they banned him off of the platforms. I don't think they've they've released the uh, you know particularly offensive posts that they've uh, highlighted to to get him off of there. But I don't know. I don't like seeing anybody banned in a way. It is. Yeah. Weird. I know it's not the government. I know it's not a f- necessarily free speech issue, but it's just always weird when they kick people off. Here, let me, uh, we'll get back. Yeah, okay, that's a good place to start then. So I'm going to, give me a second, I'm going to get the other link up. He gives me Milo Yiannopoulos vibes. You remember Milo Yiannopoulos? He was a that's huge a deal six years great ago. Great comparison. Quick yes. meteoric rise, and then he got too controversial. They kicked him off all the platforms, and now the guy is uh, running a gay conversion camp. Or something to turn people not gay, even though he was gay. Uh, and that's the thing. These days, when they kick you off of a platform, you really are screwed. Like, right. not everyone can start up an, uh, a vitamin and survivalist. Or truth social. Like truth social, like, or like, a, like what Alex Jones has, where he's just constantly selling supplements. Yeah, no, it's true. And I mean, I guess the way I always look at it is with things like this, because a lot of people love to make this a free speech issue. Right. And, Oh, well, he's just exercising his right to free speech. Well, a he's in Romania. Um, but B the, really the way I look at it is. And, and I think a lot of people miss this when making big deals out of people getting deplatformed. These platforms, these are not the public comments. You know, this is not uh, this is a digital soapbox. Yes, but you still have to apply and get approved and sign off on terms and conditions in order to stand on that soapbox. Right. And you have to follow guidelines for these companies. These are private companies. These are not public. You're not entitled to the same uh uh, if you're live if you're living in America, you're not entitled to the same rights and rules that the Constitution provides you. You're basically kind of at the mercy of these companies. And if you're spreading misinformation or spreading hate speech or spreading or what's deemed to be hate speech, then you're in violation of their terms and conditions, and they have every right to to deplatform you. Now, at the same time, do I agree with people being deplatformed? You know. It's a really tricky issue. I, I don't like it either. But, it, you know, you you do sign a contract with these companies when you create an account. He, Andrew Tate does not own TikTok. He does not own Facebook or Instagram. They can do whatever they want is kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It, the thing is, there's an issue that is going to need to be resolved at some point because it has been become that you can't really have a successful definitely not a successful media career in any way if you're not on these platforms or if you're right. like if he if he was just like sending out a newsletter uh, mailing it through traditional mail like he would go nowhere you have to right. do that if you're going to compete in today's world and so that's why it's treacherous that you know these kind of vague 
these vague uh, reasons for for kicking people off are are just left up to the uh, the company. Like it's uh, you know, I'm convinced well, that I, our our last episode didn't do that well because we were talking about uh, that new virus and they, right. they they shadow banned us. You know, why did that not pick up more traction? I thought we were. We you mean because on. I mispronounced the name of it four times and I probably got the scientific facts of it wrong and they were like, oh, these guys are spreading disinformation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not so sure. Let's let's get into potential reasons why this guy was banned. Do we have any um, video of him? Do we have like him like a couple of his? Yeah. Let's well, let's go through this first, and then we can get to that. So, kickboxing world champion Andrew Tate was removed from major social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook, for allegedly breaking terms of service. The former combat athlete, who has a win over UFC star UFC star Luke Barnett from his MMA days, has risen to massive prominence in recent months, particularly on Instagram and TikTok through short videos shared by fans. He has about 4.7 million followers on Instagram when his account was banned today by Meta, who also oversee Facebook. Um, so Meta told the, P the BBC he was removed from its platforms by violating its policies on dangerous. This is the part that it gets me for violating its policies on dangerous organizations and individuals. While a spokesperson for Tate declined to comment when asked by Mirror Fighting. Tate is known for controversial opinions on women and masculinity and a divisive figure on social media. So that's where I get a little bit uh, defensive of the social media companies because they mentioned the dangerous organizations or individuals. Now, we already know that he was basically hosting a webcam service for some sex workers who were showing their bodies and it was all being paid through crypto. I'm guessing they weren't operating any under, under any sort of like regulatory body that assured that these girls were of age and well protected and everything that needed to be that they weren't, you know, uh, drugged up. Like, we don't know. I'm not making out accusations. However, there are allegations out there and you can read about all this stuff. So, there's also reports that apparently he has ties to like Romanian mobsters and that he basically is in with, you know, people who can control like government policy over there. So you wonder, Hey, one of the biggest creators on our platform, he's gained 3.7 million followers in the past three months and he's getting bigger every day. Yeah, he might actually have ties to like sex trafficking and mobsters. That's more concerning than like talking about, oh, you know, women belong in the kitchen or women shouldn't be driving cars. Right. I mean, but so, on the other hand, how much of the Internet? I, I wonder if anyone's ever done a study that how much Internet revenue. Let me see if I can look this up. How much Internet revenue is due to pornography? You know, maybe his problem is that he makes himself available. He puts his face out there. So it's, you can easily be like, it's Andrew Tate. He's the bad yeah. guy instead of Mind Geek, the company that owns every single porn site. Well, I want because he isn't necessarily he might not be doing that anymore because he's been so successful with his. We can talk about this, too. 
his Hustlers University, which is, if people don't know what this is, he created this online university for how to ma basically make money online. Now, stop me if you've heard this racket before, because, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten, like, do you ever get these DMs from people, like, who are like, oh, you know, I can help you. Uh, how do you want to make money online? And it's one of those yeah. DMs you have to accept. Uh, want to make money online? Just follow these three easy steps. You know, it's that sort of shit. But it's extremely yeah. palatable and marketable because there's an actual face to it that's become celebrity status, right? And what's interesting about all of it is how you st we started to see all this content pop up because apparently he was hiring uh, like young kids basically to create uh, these like burner accounts or these Tate fan accounts to, to sort of spam the internet with Tate's content. Yeah, and so that, I think that's why you were seeing it so much because there, there were like hundreds of accounts out there that were just spamming it so that it shows up everywhere in the algorithm. It's not just for people who follow like, you know, uh, I don't know Alex Jones or Joe Rogan's Jordan or Jordan Peterson, Peterson. right? You it's know, honestly, people. it's it's everywhere. If you went on Hustlers University and he taught you how to create a massive social media following and like get your name out there and get it trending, that would be valuable information because he clearly has a talent for that. Unfortunately, from what I read, it's kind of just like hustle and grind, get up every morning early, you know, don't take shit, take the red pill. Someone right. wrote a good uh, a write up of it. But yeah, let's take a look at it. Let's take a look at well, it. Again. So this is Hustlers University. Uh, 2.0 because 1.0 is outdated. Um, this is Tate right here. So this is the operator right here is already contacting me. The operator from Cobra Tate. How do you want to change your life? Should I should I message them right now? Why not? I, I feel like uh, you already were. That's why he was showing up in your algorithm. Yeah, right. How do you right. Want to change your life. Um, what should I say, Dante? What should, I, what should I message Jesse.row at tng.com. Right. Should, should I give him Harvey's? Um, <laughs> no, here, let me do. I'll do my, I'll do this email. I'm going to have to blur that out. Uh, I can't get. That's right. I'm a big pussy. And I, have I need no money. I am a giant pussy. <laughs> I need help. Please help. All right, let's see what happens. All right. Should write, I, I am a woman stuck in Andrew Tate's <laughs> Romanian mansion. I need change. I need out. He'll be notified here and by email. I'm going to have to blur that, but yeah. From a bot. Hell a bot. yeah. Yeah, all right, let's see what happens. I'll, I'll update you guys in the next episode. Um, so... Hustlers University describes it as a community where me and dozens of war room soldiers will teach you exactly how to make money. Pay by card, of course. But here, let's look at some of these photos. How do I get rid of that? All right. So this is Tate eating at the... Uh... Oh, I got a notification. What's your plan to get rich? Well, you clearly don't have one. Do a podcast. <laughs> I clearly don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happens here uh this is tate oh this is that there's a hot woman on the front of a bugatti or a ferrari or whatever lambo uh we'll teach is that his you brother tristan 
Oh, that's him when he had hair. Uh, he used to have hair. Uh oh. Yeah, he used to have hair. Available balance. Oh, look at that. Six hundred and fifty-five million dollars. Look at that. Do you wish to carry out another transaction? <laughs> so ATM description this is basically just a way to make money it's a scam guys like don't don't go to hustlers university but so that's an idea of, of what this is it's basically been described as like a uh, a modern day pyramid scheme of some kind i will update yeah, you if i get well, any notifications from them by the way so, so yeah in the article that i read it's like uh, oh, I'll, pull, I'll pull that up yeah you bring every every new person that you bring that signs up for hustlers university you get 50 percent of their sign-up fee, and so on and so forth. Okay. And then I guess you get access to videos. Like, is this this is like that masterclass thing? Right. It's basically about, his own masterclass. Yeah. It, crypto. It, re it reminds me of. Um, do you remember who's that dude that wrote that book, The Game? Oh God, the the mystery method. That guy? Yeah, like mystery, and there was another dude. He, he wrote the game, and it wasn't mystery, but it was like his buddy. I forget his name, but it reminds yeah. me of that. It's like that, but for like getting girls and making money at the same time. Um. So That's yeah, so true. this guy wrote an article. What's his name? Charles Float wrote an article about uh, about this. Also, there's a great video by Coffeezilla. Uh, on YouTube, you can go check that out where he did a whole breakdown of how he applied to be part of Hustlers University. And he basically says it's just a big scam. But um, like the process of like getting through it and making money is, you know, it, it's very much it can only be described as a pyramid scheme based on the way it follows all the same templates and rules that a pyramid scheme would. Um, okay, so Charles Float writes this article uh, for Hustlers University, and he ba he basically lays it out for what this is. This is how Tate has risen to prominence and made a lot of money recently. Founded in 2021, Hustlers University was created out of another one of Tate's membership programs, the War Room. He took members from that community, gave them educator positions in this one. At its heart, it's a Discord community that claims to be able to teach anyone to make an online business and make money within just days of signing up, utilizing various different, quote unquote, passive income models. Now, passive income is obviously something that we, you know, we all want. You make money by not working, but it's also become a buzzword uh, and a dog whistle, whistle for scammers um, because... You know, the idea of, oh, you make money without doing anything. I mean, it's predatory scammers use that term all the time. It's real. It's out there. You can find passive income, but it's also you have to navigate it very carefully because it's also used in scams. Uh, so who was it made for? Sorry, were you going to say something? No, I mean, yeah, it's just clear. I know that people out there are looking for an answer. Someone to come along and say, this is how you're going to do it. But, you know, you got to step back and look. This is his way of making passive income. By telling, pretending that you're going to make passive income, this is his way of doing it. I mean, look, he saw a market and he created a persona to take advantage of it and, and lure people in. Because everyone's always looking for classes and stuff. But, he, you know, he's not Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad, yeah. Poor Dad. Like, it's just... 
it, it feels like it was kind of cobbled together and right. probably, I don't want to say ripped off from other, you know, similar programs online like this. Cause I haven't seen what it is, but it's just that same old hustle and grind mindset, you know, the alpha thing, like that's going to be it. If you just want it bad enough, you can right. make it happen. Speaking things into existence, accepting, like not accepting empirical truth and, you know, sort of trying to exist beyond the boundaries of what like scientific fact allows you to live within. You, you kind of, transcend that in a way just by being just just by not letting anything knock you down right and um yeah and it's like you but you gotta have a thing that you're doing you're not just going out there and being like i'm hustling right now like that's what people don't get you gotta have some kind of well, focus i think it helps him it. I think it helps him that he was a former kickboxer because, you know, there's actual videos out there of him knocking people out and Jesus Christ, dude, my no, cat is meowing. He um, plays the, don't let Andrew Tate see that. He'll kick your fucking ass. I know. I know. You're doing I a know. podcast with a cat. I know. I'm, oh man. I'm, I'm a betel male and I would, yeah, they're going to fucking own. If they come he, across this, they're going to put us onto our, their discord threads as a dude. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Dante. Please. No. No. Jesus Christ. Sorry, bro. He's like not going to stop meowing. So Andrew Tate, Emery Tate, he was born in America, but moved to the UK in his teens. His father, Emery Tate, was a chess master and kickboxer. Oh, dude. I'm sorry, bro. Can you give me a second here? Go right I'm ahead. gonna throw my cat outside just so he doesn't deal with this. Give me a second. All right. So Andrew says that so he was a four-time world champion kickboxer, though he said kickboxing never made him any money. Andrew says his financial success comes from running webcam businesses, casinos, and crypto. Although from this reporter's research, can't find any of his claimed 14 Romanian casinos, but have managed to find success from his webcam business which was often put into crypto, which saw meteoric growth in the years following. And I'm guessing a lot of that is like crypto growing in that time too. So he's I mean, also, exponentially making money. Yeah, I, I don't, he's not running a Vegas casino. It's probably in some weird house or, or oh, like yeah. apartment complex, you know. Oh yeah, no, it's the shadiest casino imaginable, I'm yeah. guessing. Um, this was, the, but I mentioned this earlier, but so Andrew's fame stems from his kickboxing career, appearances on British reality TV shows, and dating Jordan Peterson's daughter. So weird. So this is Jordan Peterson's daughter, and I guess they were dating for a while. Uh, and of yeah, course, Jordan Peterson himself has said a lot of similar things that Tate has said about women, about obviously transgender people, but about you know masculinity and how gender roles and gender norms uh, changing over the years have been damaging to society. Now, Andrew Tate is kind of spewing out and replicating those same points, just in a less intellectual and probably equally damaging way, but not as, um, you know, it's not as uh, eloquently put as Jordan Peterson might do it. So that's an idea of Hustlers University. Sorry, what were you going to say? Got the, he's got the look down. He's a big, tall, fit kickboxer with tattoos i mean that's yeah a lot of the guys who are subscribing to him are don't look like that 
That's right. what they want to look like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no different than like women being like marketed, uh, you know, uh, certain beauty standards is how you're supposed to look. Uh, you know, when you want to buy Victoria's Secret lingerie, you know, you look like not everybody looks like, uh, you know, Jessica Alba or something. Or Yeah, he's you know, living whatever. up to the part. He's playing yeah. the part well. Definitely. He, he is. Absolutely. But so now we know what Hustlers University is. We know that it's very likely a pyramid scheme. But what is it about Andrew Tate that people find so charming, that people find so uh and easy to engage with inspiring what is it well let's take a look at andrew tate's best of quotes here and we can get an idea of the man the myth the legend here we go little electric my little plug Ooh, let, me, let me get my little plug and plug it into my tesla Ooh, maybe i can get an erection one day is this the man you are? Slap, slap, grab, choke, shut up, bitch, sex. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, where, where do you want to begin on that one? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you don't want to see that. You don't want some guy. What's wrong with Jordan Peterson? That he sits there and watches that and he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. good. Yeah, date slap, my daughter, please. My bitch daughter. Yeah. My daughter. Choke wants to be abused and, and and berated um <laughs> yeah i mean i'm as an electric car driver i'm very offended by what he said yeah. <laughs> and also I'm as gonna... a, a husband of a woman i'm also kind of offended by what he right. said i'm coming trying to come into this not as a hater because i'm sure a lot, everyone's either like super on his side or they're like oh i'm a hater against him. So yeah. because I don't know him, I'm learning about him. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. That haircut right, well, doesn't look good right there. And right. I don't like his I don't like his voice so far. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know he was yeah. putting on a fake voice for that video, but it's still it sounds kind of done. Well, he's uh, supposedly because he like lived in England for a while. He's like sort of done the Madonna thing where like Madonna's accent. She did a different accent. Yeah. Uh I think his voice has kind of changed over the years, but here, let's see. You know what? Maybe I'm being too hard on him. Let's see what else he says. Left to try and present. You have to keep things realistic. No. Years ago. Natural By the way, left to try and present. That was, uh, this is Jordan, uh, this is uh, Andrew, Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate's brother, Tristan, for people who don't know. And he's, he's basically the same guy. You have to keep things realistic. No. Years ago. Natural selection and evolution would have taken care of all your fucking retard ancestors. But yet here you are standing my face saying you don't eat gluten. Yes, you fucking do. Only a cat owning bitch would complain to the police about a fucking joke. Fine. You're upset. You lost your cat. Fair enough. Yeah, the joke may have been a little bit, you know, risque. Who calls the police on a fucking joke? Cat owners. Cat owners are liberals. Cat owners believe in hate speech. Cat owners are dumb. Excuse me. I'm with them right here. Excuse me? You fucking cat-owning pussy. What are you <laughs> going to call the cops now? This episode has been literally derailed by my cat. You are the of opposite room. of it. You're exactly the type of guy he would hate. <laughs> Absolutely. No, this is... Boy, I, I, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, but he just that was a stretch too far for me, my man. That was, that was yeah. too much. Cat, cat, cat owners, owners are, liberal. are liberals. But you know, he's I've, right. Is that a thing? Like, are I, cat owners or liberals? I mean, I guess so. Republicans don't have cats. 
it's true right here. We got a liberal cat owner. Oh my on, god! Uh, as co-host, that's an incredible quote. Cat owners are dickheads. Look at the <laughs> bitch. No, I'm not like these fucking mask wearers. No, I walk into hell and the devil's like, "Oh, I'm gonna burn you." So you're gonna do shit. I find myself super funny. <laughs> yeah, I can I tell. I find myself super funny. Imagine I'm in I'm in my fucking six liter B12 Aston Martin Vanquish. It's about ten miles to the gallon max. I'm sitting there. I'm chilling. There's a traffic jam. No big deal. Whatever. Big Daddy Tate. I can handle it. Someone goes. There's a climate change activist and they blocked the road. <laughs> what? There's climate change activism, extinction rebellion. Yeah, I'll show you an extinction. You're a fat. <laughs> hey, I, fuck. I, I hate that I'm agreeing with him on some of that stuff. I think that climate change people blocking the roads is maybe the worst thing you can do because you're not winning anybody over. You're just pissing people off. Mm. I saw some video where climate change people were blocking the road and a guy is arguing like, please, if I don't make it to work, it's going to violate my probation. I'm going to go back to jail. And these fucking old hippies wouldn't just get up and let the at least the one guy through. It's bad. Oh, never Blocking seen traffic is always bad. I agree with that. Like, I'm okay with like the people, like the PETA people that went to like the Minnesota Timberwolves playoff games and were like gluing themselves to the floor. Like, I thought that was kind of fine. Whatever. It's funny. It's nationally televised. We can all laugh. It, it creates a lot of good Twitter. Uh, trending topics and everything but yeah like what are we supposed to do i'm i'm not going to drive my car like that's going to be i'm going to get fired if oil, you don't move i'm on my way tankers, to work yeah. the oil tankers that transport our goods across the ocean emit more carbon than like all of us combined okay you want to protest go protest outside exxon mobile's ceo's house don't block traffic <laughs> i feel like andrew tate right now i'm getting hyped up oh boy well you know I, I was a little scared of this segment because I've been calling you the Andrew Tate of TMZ camera guys for a long time. Long you know, time, the fun, brother. The funny thing is, it's clear because, as we know, you got to be a little bit uh, performative when you're doing a show like this. He's putting on yeah. an act. Like, That's there's what no I way think he's like all yep. day long. He's act. It's kind of like Alex Jones. When you watch Alex Jones, it's like watching an opera. You know, he's going crazy. He's yelling in English all It's like, it is. <laughs> played up it's a little fake the problem is there's so many idiots out there who can't see that this is like a funny joke you got a cat well, cat hair hairball no it was uh like right, a liberal it's a cat owner liberal water <laughs> um well also uh, yes of course i agree with you he's putting on a joke it's kind of like um improv jazz a little bit you know, where you're sort of like, oh, I'm going to do like the craziest thing I can think of right now. It's all jazz. You're just kind of navigating this, right? I, I don't disagree with you there. I think I could enjoy this if I knew that the guy didn't have this massive platform that was like influencing a lot of like young boys, which we're going to get into because I want to show some stuff that I found. Um, but yeah, problem... of course, like when I'm watching him, I'm like, yeah, this guy's acting right now. He's the putting on an act. Like, I don't think he's actually like this when he's on dates or something. I don't think he's like this. Yeah. The problem for him, Jesse, is that if he, he can't let people in on the joke because he needs those people who don't understand that this is over the top to pay him, to sign up for Hustlers University and subscribe to him and, and whatever else he's doing. He needs them to believe that he's their leader. But I understand, yeah, it's unpleasant when you're not seeing the wink to the camera. Like, 
this is over the top. But there's just no way. He, he, he There's no He's a performer, clearly. Kickboxer. Reality TV right. show star. Now makes videos like this. It's performance. But let's keep going. I mean, I'm enjoying this. All right. Let's take a look. Let's see what other words of wisdom he has. Ugly sack of shit. Okay. Well, hold on. I want to go back and hear that one. Ugly. Yeah, I'll show you an extinction. You're a fat ugly sack of shit <laughs> to a poor country no one's depressed if they have food and their family members are alive they're all laughing and dancing africans ain't even got roofs on their houses every time you fucking look at a documentary they non-stop dancing around i ain't dancing around like that ever i'm never that happy what the fuck are you happy about i mean if you're a really well, good okay. friend no not even if you're a friend you better if you're my friend you just can't be a pussy well had a heart attack get the fuck up and the most wow. annoying if you have thing- a heart attack get the fuck up <laughs> It's so clearly over the... If you're having a heart attack, get the fuck up. Oh, uh, but here's the thing. We haven't gotten to some of the things you said about women yet. And I think that's where a lot of the anger comes from and a lot of the hostility because yeah. I agree. All this stuff is kind of like a joke. But it's when you start talking about like women shouldn't be allowed to drive and shit and, and like women should be in the kitchen or like you're like if you... He, I think he did say once... If you get raped, you have to own some responsibility for getting raped. And that's where I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a I joke until it's not a fucking joke anymore. You know, I didn't like that first clip where he's like, slap, bitch, shut up. Like, that's not <clears throat> right. This other stuff yeah. is just like ridiculously over the top. I wonder, though, why he doesn't just go live in like Saudi Arabia or something, because these mm. are not Western values. So the question I do think begs, begs I do think question, he spends why? time in Dubai. Oh, but that's not Saudi Arabia, but is it? No, Jesse, racist. Okay, yeah, actually, I, I don't know. It's part of the. I think United, it's no, it's the Arab Emirates. I think United is what it is. Arab Emirates. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, uh, he's uh, he's I winning agree. me Let's, over okay. with these arguments. We're we're looking Let's do a at couple too more, much, and then we'll uh, and then we'll and then we'll finish this up. We're looking at too much of his fun stuff. Let, let's see if there's anything like Andrew Tate. On women, so we can All right. get brought back to reality. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Because I'm this close to signing up for Hostels University. You see me searching right now? Uh, you, you looked up Dante Greco. I did. Uh, Andrew Tate women. Quotes. Andrew Tate women. Yeah, let's see. All right. Let's see what happens. I search Dante Greco from time to time because I want to see how our podcast clips are doing, my dude. Um, all right. Uh, Andrew Tate's most controversial. Okay, clip. there we go. This is what we need. We change that. You will only even acknowledge. All right, here we go. We change that. You will only even acknowledge he exists if he's ignored how he feels ninety-nine percent of the time before that. Because if he was sad most of the time before that, he never would have got to a place where he could attract a woman like you, the man who works in Starbucks, who's sad all the time. You won't reply to him. Ne- neither will any other female. So for women to come along and pretend they give a about the fact that most men are basic most men are basically invisible there is not a female on the planet who's invisible today you can be a four overweight fat you'll still go to the club and get attention 99 percent of the men go to the club and nobody even can talk to them if they try and talk to a girl they get blanked and ignored and told the f- most men are absolutely not really invisible this is the truth about masculinity right it's very easy for women to sit here and complain about the top two percent of men i know that well, this guy is arrogant blah 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 most men don't even exist we might get copyright claimed from this music, but if we do, oh, I'm going to have sure. to remove this part, but we'll see. Yeah. They send 10,000 well, DMs and never even get read, let alone replied to. So if you just sit here and say, I'll get a G, a big G, a boss, a millionaire, and let him have a day off, very nice of you. I'm sure you would. Yeah. 
But if you got, if a guy who wanted to have days off all the time, he never would have got important enough in the first place to attract. By the way, I, I, I've always noticed this. What is with these things where clips like this are playing and there's like a car, a video game playing down at the bottom? Yeah. They're just trying what to, is with to that? every every possible. Yeah, they're trying to get gamers. They're trying to get. Yeah. Is it a way to keep kids' attention? Is that sort of what it is? I think so. It or has to like, be, right? It's like, you know, you're just a wild race car out well, of control it's, listening to right. Andrew Tate. Because I've noticed this before. This isn't just unique for this video. Like, I've seen this before where, like, they'll play, like, I don't know, I want to say, like, a Joe Rogan clip or something. And it's like a uh, like a Grand Theft Auto clip is playing at the bottom. It's just weird. I, I don't know. Yeah. How did that start? Here, let's find another one here. All right. It's my neck. That's a, that's a fine way for Tate. Here we go. 11 in unarmed combat with my Aikido, and the last tiger gets my neck. That's a, that's a fine way for Tate to die. Ah, ah, you cheater. You cheating. It's bang <laughs> out the machete, boom in her face, and then grip her up by the neck. What's up, bitch? Why would you suck dick for free? Because I love doing it. What the fuck? I don't like. What the fuck? I love sucking dicks. Why would yeah, I? You have no future with these men. So why not at least get paid? I am getting paid for it on fucking OnlyFans. I don't need to them to pay me. I make way more than they could ever give me. They get paid twice. I don't believe. In the okay. Yeah. So this is the stuff where it's. Um. I've seen a lot of this from people on this, uh, part of the internet and the dark web, who don't think that um like mental illness exists that you're just yeah. weak you're weak-minded um so this is yeah. one of the things like we're you know somebody who comes from a family with uh like severe mental illness and things like that i this you, th this stuff does upset me when i see it because i know that like 16 year old boys are actually like believing that this is real right. um but sorry what were you gonna say well, i was gonna say like, that's obviously ridiculous that depression doesn't exist. Do you think, though, that because of the Internet, also people are self-diagnosing and misdiagnosing oh, yeah. themselves or trying to play up to it because it seems to be in vogue right now to have a mental illness when you don't really? It's become a thing online where too many, it's too many people are talking about, like, oh, uh, we're going to have a serious discussion about mental health. It's like every single athlete now has a serious discussion about mental health. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's great. Like people, especially people who deal with a lot of fame, I'm sure have issues with mental health. But there is a difference between like your mental health, uh, you know, when you're like, oh, just dealing with anxiety and stress and not wanting to go to work in the morning versus people who are literally like incapacitated by their mental illness. And I think that's I think that's where it's easy for people to start creating that disconnect in their mind that because so many people talk about mental health issues that it just becomes kind of it becomes kind of like blurred out in a way where it's just, oh, God, here we go. It's another person talking about mental health to the point that it's like this is just like another like like you said, it's people are just saying it because it's cool to talk about rather than they're actually being a real thing. It's a, it's a bunch of bullshit or something. Yeah. So, but I, I agree that the, the whole, there is no depression thing. I, I don't know. Cause I guess it could go both ways. Some kid could either see like, 
oh yeah, I got to step it up and be better. And maybe that works. Or some other kid will re- see that and think, well, then why do I feel like shit? I must be a real loser. And right. you know, maybe they go kill themselves. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's uh better for people to sort of have that pick yourself up by your bootstraps approach and not, uh, not try to yeah. let the depression get the best of you. But um but then again, you know, we have like school shootings and shit. And it's like, I'm guessing a lot of those people that do school shootings, you know, are li- I'm not trying to blame him, but I'm saying are listening to a lot of people like this who are like and, and they don't think that they have anything wrong with them, yeah. you know, and they're just being proactive. And it's like, well, if we were more aware of what these kids are going through, maybe this wouldn't happen, you know, and well, maybe, you know, he, but he definitely definitely with that previous video that we watched where he was like men are invisible he's definitely appealing to those incels out there you know incels are really one of the most dangerous groups you know it's weird how we've progressed from countries that we're at war with to then terrorists that are decentralized to now we're dealing with incels which are like not connected but they are a group and you never know when one of them is going to go off that is 100% incel dog whistle stuff. No doubt yeah. about it. Um, yeah. And I think that's why there's like a crossover between uh, like incel armies online and people like Andrew Tate. Uh, because it's part, part of being an incel is like kind of hating women to the point where it's like you are just you're just an object to me of like you're just a a sexual object to me anyway so like and you wouldn't fuck me in high school so like you're 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 less than me in some way it's it definitely there is a uh there is a crossover for sure i guess i shouldn't say uh, disconnected just because i know there are some online communities reddit used to have that big incel forum but they shut it down because it was just getting too weird and like i'm glad i never saw that yeah i'm glad i never saw that all right let's keep going don't message me about depression because i don't believe in it if you're asleep in your bed in the middle of the night and you hear a noise and you believe in ghosts now you're afraid but if you don't believe in ghosts, that's ah, the wind and you go back to sleep. You give the ghosts power by believing in them. Your house is only haunted if you believe in ghosts. Yeah, but I could also argue that you're seeing ghosts because you're mentally ill. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> that's the problem with this. Is how do you, uh, like, if you, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, it's, I get what he's saying. Um it's kind of like the same thing as like uh, believing that uh, like certain stereotypes are racist. You're just giving power to racism by acknowledging that it, that it exists that like by not acknowledging that it exists, you're uh, you're like defeating racism in some way rather than like talking about it and having conversations about it. And I think that's, you know, you see a lot of that, but it's all, it's all just a way for people to like sleep at night and feel better about, you know, mistreating others is kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to hear, I want to hear him talk about women more. Cause that's what this is really all about. Belief is a powerful thing. I were to stand in front of you. And Here I would tell on. you that I could punch you. As what would you do if I wanted to start an OnlyFans? I don't think there's anything intrinsically wrong with women doing OnlyFans. 
was, as long as I had influence control over it. What do you mean? Doing a bit of photography to get the angles, yeah? No, 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 no. I'm not doing any real work. I'm just like taking all the money. Huh? If my chick said I want to do OnlyFans, I'm like, all right, then cool, go do it. How much you made? Ten grand, all right, give me eight. All right, cool. Why would what woman is going to give you eight grand? You're my woman. You're doing OnlyFans. You're selling my products. What the fuck. Your products. Yes, correct. Next question. No. I don't know if you're being serious. (laughs) I'm totally. Okay. Do you think this is real or do you think this is just a way to get people riled up? I think it's a way to get people riled up, to to bring people in. And, you know, here's what I think. He's a kickboxer. He, that was like 10 years ago. He wants to continue having a media career. You know, you got to be a little outrageous to make it in media. He gets on Big Brother. He's outrageous there. Then he sees, okay, a pathway through the internet. Well, you just got to keep escalating your outrageous behavior and you can't pretend. He's not doing like a Sasha Baron Cohen thing. You know, that's one way to do it where it's clearly a character that you go out and play, but then you go home at night and you're a normal person. You have to stick to the character. So at this point, he doesn't have a choice. He's got to keep escalating the rhetoric uh, because the fan base that he appeals to are people that like, you know, they're not, even if like personally offline, they're not this way when they're online, they want you to just keep getting worse. It's like, you know, the same in politics, you, you always have to be against the other side. You can never waver. You always got, you know, particularly in the Republican party, let's be honest. Um, you, you can't back down. You, you just got to keep just keep getting like worse and worse just to just to piss off, you know, either the libs or sensitive people. So it's got to be performative. No one is actually walks around feeling this way. Yeah, I can't are. imagine he's actually like talking like this when the camera's not rolling. Yeah, um, but it's almost worse in that way, you could argue, because he's yes, he's making money off of it. And this is like a hustle. This is his business. Um, but that means you're being dishonest and you're, you're, you're selling something that you don't actually believe in and you're doing it at the expense of other people's beliefs. And, um, that's, that's my issue with it. I think people, uh, you know, call me a diehard, call me a a bleeding heart liberal if you want, that's fine. But I believe platforms and, and the power that you wield with them and the influence that you have are extremely important because it has actual real world implications. And, you know, this isn't like, you know, Jerry Springer where everybody knows it's like a staged fight between like a, a, a family having a, having a joke. Like there's actual, like this guy actually did have like girls as sex workers working under him. And he's saying these things like there are real world implications to this stuff. So it's kind of, yeah, where I'm I mean, like, I want to yeah. believe it's a joke. I want to believe it's not that serious, but See, now you're you're snapping me back into reality because I forget that it he's being investigated by Romanian police for human trafficking. <laughs> yeah. There's all yeah. that crazy stuff going on. So yeah, if that is actually what is happening, then then no, this is not excusable as just a performance because at a certain point, you know, you, you can't turn it into your real life. That's just crazy. Yeah, and I mean like it's the same thing with like the Alex Jones stuff where it's fun and it's 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 funny and it's entertaining until the parents of Sandy Hook are getting like death threats when they've already lost their child and this guy is like claiming it was a false flag and these people are paid actors and all that stuff and like they've you know 
that's when real world implications come in. And I think sometimes these people who get success from saying crazy things that they know are crazy, uh, take it too far and flex their power a little, a little too hard. And then it has a real world implication. I don't blame people for pushing back. I don't blame Instagram or Facebook. Now, don't get me wrong. They have way more people to ban online than just Andrew Tate. Like if you want, if you're really trying to clean up the internet and like what the influence that people have, I mean, like the amount of like Russian influence that has been had on Facebook during our election cycle and, and just how, how much different disinformation is spread on there. Facebook has no leg to stand on in terms of, uh, you know, being the moral high ground on who deserves a platform and who doesn't. Um, like, however, if I'm just looking at this, like through from an outside lens without knowing all that stuff, it's hard. It's hard to blame uh, them for for deplatforming him, just considering how how much influence he actually has. Yeah, no, he. Uh, but yeah, and also they're not returning the money that they've made off ads. You know, they're finally sure. banning him, but they're not. And YouTube makes it. I was I was reading an article. YouTube is making millions off of it. You know, they just. But at a certain point, again, that's what he gets for being so recognizable. Russian influence. How are you going to find every Russian dis disinformation agent? You can't. Him is a he's a lightning rod. You could just point to him, say, OK, we got rid of Andrew Tate. Problem solved for a few months until the next controversial thing comes up. Yeah, right. Um, as of now, no, uh, no statement has been made, but. Um, is he still on TikTok? I haven't looked. Let's take a look at that. Hold on. Let me put all this up. Share screen window. All right. Oh, yeah. There's also talk that he was going to fight Jake Paul. This is something you sent me. This is kind of funny. Big of a risk. Andrew, if my brother doesn't fuck you up, I will. <laughs> and it has to go down. But I, I, I don't think he gets in the ring with one of us. I, I think I, it's too big of a risk for him. And <laughs> I am the ultimate victor. Please understand that there's no man on earth more powerful than me. Andrew. I mean, it's kind of funny. I I, I want to like the guy. Yeah. I really do. Um, yeah. Let's see. Is he still on TikTok? Cobra Tate. Is he still out there? I mean, based on what I see, it's just a lot of like fan accounts and stuff. Um. Again, it's Milo Yiannopoulos. He's going to be yeah. big and then he'll flame out. He'll be deplatformed, and in a few years, people will be saying, "Who, Andrew? Who?" Yeah, I think he's done. To be honest, like I think he didn't. It, stuff like this doesn't have longevity. I think, you yeah. know, and even Logan Paul said this, and I have my feelings about Logan Paul, but he said, um, "You know, this is a marathon; it's not a sprint, and you know, you have to adapt." But that means you also have to like kind of admit when you're being a douchebag and you know logan paul was on top of the world and he was acting insane and he filmed himself at the suicide forest in japan and you know that almost cost him his career but what did he do he had to admit he was wrong he had to like apologize and rebrand himself and fix his public image and now look at him he's like got one of the biggest podcasts in the world people like this like andrew tate 
it's so hyperbolic and so over the top and so extreme that him walking back anything he said would be so bad for his brand that it almost is as, as if it was just a, a brand that was always going to die. It was never going to be a long standing thing. This, this doesn't last very long. He's just a, you know, he's a fart in the wind, as they say, as they yeah, once I, said I, on TMZ about Paris Hilton, a fart in the yeah. wind. Yeah. She's still around. She, he doesn't that's have a, a wit or anything like that. That's going to keep him going. Like people get tired of the act eventually. Well, yeah. Like, you have unless, to change. You have unless to he goes into politics. You know, if he runs for office, that could be his next thing, but. That would be the only way. Maybe that would be yeah. the only way that he's still stuck around. So we'll see what happens. But, um, uh, God, I, I wish we had done more like deep digging on this because we probably could have done like a four hour episode on this guy. There's so much Whoa. stuff out there. We might be, you know, we can revisit this. Yeah. We'll see what it's, happens. We could do a weekly segment just checking in on his content and stuff. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah. the guy is uh, he's not on Instagram anymore. We'll see where he, you know, maybe he starts his own. I bet you know what? That's what he's going to do. He's going to start his own. Uh, social media platform of some kind and, and that's that how you always, gotta stay relevant yeah, yeah. They, like like all the other ones that get started they it just becomes a data mining operation yeah he's know? gonna sell all of our data to like uh i don't know yeah. like russian russian bot armies or something and then which i wouldn't be surprised if he's already doing with hustlers university yeah 100 percent um well that was a good hour that we spent on andrew tate I mean, that was a that was a true deep. That was like our first like front row podcast, like expose, I would say. Couldn't be happier. Like that. Um, well, let's let's go into the fun half now where we're not talking about uh, about, you know, sex trafficking and uh, misogyny and all that stuff. Um, you going to do like 30 more minutes, 20, 30 more minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that. All right. Yeah, do that. Just do a quick little roundup. Um, Let me just clear you know, my throat. Oh, quick. yeah. Speaking, ah. speaking of okay. uh, misogyny and underage sex trafficking, if you will, I, there's one thing I wanted to clear up, and we've been talking about this. We did a segment on. Uh, I'm going to pull this article up. Uh, hold on, give me a second. We did a segment on uh, Dane Cook, and. We discussed how Dane Cook was hosting game night parties with underage girls, teen girls. And we failed. We, we, this is kind of a bit of housekeeping here, but we, we failed to recognize something big that we noticed in the comments of the segment that we posted in a front row highlight that it was posted. Where um, at Dane Cook's game nights was the comedian Isaac Cappy who is kind of it's isaac cappy right is that his name isaac cappy yeah yeah who is um it's kind of become a little bit of a uh an internet legend if you will or like you know in, in internet chat rooms conspiracy in, forums exactly. things like that yeah and um he died uh god I, I could look this up but he died what was it like uh 2020 or something i think so um, jumped off a roof i believe 2019 so I'll pull up his wiki. Oh, he and, missed uh, he missed COVID. He missed the whole he thing. He did miss COVID. So here we go. So we failed to mention in this article that we were reading that Isaac Cappy was there at these parties with Dane Cook, where underage girls like um, 
Joey King was there and Bella Thorne. We didn't check on Joey King's Instagram, by the way. We still got to do that if she's unliked the Dane Cook posts. Um, so what we failed was is that in these photos from Dane Cook's game nights, right here is Isaac Cappy. And he was there with Seth Green right here on the ground and, you know, people like Joey King and um, other, you know, under 18 year old girls. And it does mention it in the article that Cappy was here, I believe. Um, sorry. So Cappy. Here it apparently... is. Sorry, frequent guests included Isaac Cappy at the time. Yeah. And uh, Tyler Shields, of course, Tyler Shields was there. That fucking weirdo. Um, sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, go ahead, Dante. So the Cappy thing, a lot of conspiracy people think that Cappy didn't commit suicide, that he was killed because he had knowledge of Hollywood, underage, sex, party, traffic, you know, whatever you well, want to call it. And that's the funny thing about this, Dante, is that he, I believe, from what I saw in comments is that Cappy had mentioned Dane Cook's parties and like people like Seth Green at the parties. And I I wasn't like aware of this. And I feel like I it was just some oversight on my part. But he mentioned these parties. Like he literally talked about it. Yeah, well, like th that's what's weird about this to me. And like, I didn't know this until now, but I had seen Isaac Cappy's name out there as like, oh, they killed Isaac Cappy because of this. Or Isaac, remember Isaac Cappy? Like, at Dane Cook's parties, we're supposed right. to believe was the main hub of Hollywood illegal sex parties. Like this is not Jeffrey Epstein. This is Dane Cook. Right. I, well, I, hard, I lean into now people commenting might be upset, but I always lean into the guy was probably dealing with some mental issues and actually committed suicide. Uh, oh, let's let's read that part. His death. Jumping from a bridge so, into oncoming traffic in Arizona. Before his death, Cappy posted a lengthy note on his Instagram account in which he opened up about his drug and alcohol abuse. Okay, not blaming him, but that stuff can get you down. And apologized to Jesus Christ, Donald Trump, and QAnon. QAnon, right. that's another thing. You know, we know it's fake. We know it was that, that guy from 4chan or 8chan. Post right. was captioned, beware the man that has nothing to lose, for he has nothing to protect. So, like, what was he going to expose that Dane Cook? I mean, what is he? What, what could even Dane Cook is marrying a girl that he met when he was 15 and everyone else is alive. And by the way, the news came and went like nothing has happened about it. So is it really believable that they would need to kill an unknown comedian who, by the way, only became famous in death? Who had ever heard of Isaac Cappy while he was alive? They need to kill him to protect some secret about Dane Cook's Hollywood game night. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I that's the thing is like I noticed all these comments and I didn't I, I had no idea, I'll be honest, how deep it actually ran with people in believing it, because then I saw some comments like it's not just Seth Green. It's also Tom Hanks supposedly is in on these right. uh, these uh, like sex parties and stuff. And then I see this when I look up when I Google Isaac Cappy, um, I see, you know, I Google Isaac Cappy Hollywood conspiracy. I see this story, how QAnon believers became obsessed with Tom Hanks. 
Um, so there are a few celebrities as well liked as Tom Hanks between his charming social media musings and beloved movie roles. He's become a staple of American popular culture, unless you're deep down the QAnon rabbit hole. Um, I believe this article mentions Cappy at some point, but, uh, so Q9 began with an anonymous 4chan user claiming to have inside intelligence from within the highest echelons of American politics. It became a sprawling conspiracy theory that embraces uh, any fringe idea. Um, God, where the hell is it? So Hollywood stars are commonly cited in QAnon circles as members of this imagined pedophile cabal. Among them are Hanks, Oprah, Ellen, Lady Gaga, and... Uh, QAnon's most famous Hollywood whistleblower, a struggling actor named Isaac Cappy, made the rounds on the extremist media circuit claiming Hanks exploited children. He never provided evidence for his claims, died in 2019 after falling, perhaps intentionally, from a bridge. Well, even in this article kind of says perhaps intentionally from a bridge. Yeah. Cappy's false allegations are still regularly amplified by QAnon influencers like Trump world lawyer Lynn Wood. Um so it's I'm not saying that what Cappy said is correct. It was just illuminating to me that uh, this story about Dane Cook came out and these photos were there uh, with Cappy there. Yeah. Uh, where like Cappy is smiling and seemingly part of it. Uh, and Dane Cook did end up marrying one of the girls from his party. So while. I don't want to entirely call these like QAnon people like just totally crazy because it does appear there is some like foundational evidence from this. We have to realize that there is still like context for the situation and that like just because there might be some creepy dude hosting a party and like a Hollywood person shows up does not mean that that Hollywood person is part of a pedophile cabal. However, they might've been enablers for some of the creepier parts of Hollywood. If that makes uh, sense, I guess it just requires some context. Yeah. I, and I would invite anybody watching this to give a, you know, put some evidence in the comments. I'd love to see it. I just, I got to lean towards what's more likely that a guy who had some addiction issues, maybe mental illness or, or you know, unhappiness, um, 39 year old comedian unknown and could have heard this stuff, could have been prone to believing conspiracy theories, maybe, you know, saw Dane Cook's parties and thought, oh, of course, that's evidence enough. Uh, I just don't think he was, you know, sorry to say, I don't think he was important enough to kill yeah. <laughs> right to cover this up um Ghislaine maxwell is sitting in a florida prison right now having a great time okay <laughs> that's true right 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 isaac happy uh, was not anywhere close to that i'm just reading this article and this this episode's probably gonna get demonetized because of this segment but uh Social media posts also claim Hanks was a passenger aboard sexual predator Jeffrey Epstein's infamous Lolita Express, the plane route Epstein used to ferry friends to his private island. Flight logs have been released for Epstein's private plane trips, and Hanks is not on the passenger list. Although, let's be real. like, Would Tom Hanks' name be on those passenger lists if he was well, part of it? Probably not. You got to say, well, why is Bill Clinton's name on there but not Tom sure. Hanks? Tom Hanks yeah, is yeah, more that's powerful true. than Bill Clinton. No, that's um, a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah, and they also they claimed that Chrissy Teigen was on there, and you know, 
all these other people. The only people that we know are Chris Tucker, Kevin Spacey, Bill Clinton, and maybe one or two others who were on the flight logs. Right. Did you see the Alex Jones moment of his trial where uh, the uh, the lawyer was like, you've spread all sorts of inf- misinformation about uh, like uh, something about like uh, sexual improprieties and underage people. And he's like, oh, you mean how uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein and the Bill Clinton was there? You know, Bill Clinton going to Epstein's Island. And uh, and then it started making the rounds on the Internet as a yeah. uh, as like an, as an own as Alex Jones owning the. Uh, uh, the Sandy Hook parents' lawyer. Well, he is right fun. about that one. That was his. That's what Morgan I'm saying. That's Tremaine. like one of the few things where I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. That was his Morgan Tremaine moment, Jesse. Mm. Where he owned his the gotcha lawyer. moment, right? His 15 minutes of fame comment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to clear that up really quick. It's not because I didn't do like my homework on the Cappy thing. I I had heard of it. I guess I just didn't take it all that seriously it just sounded like a conspiracy to me but like i'm welcome to see or hear any information any articles whatever send them my way i i'm skeptical i gotta be honest i'm skeptical but um i think it's more likely he was he, he was having some issues and he was sort of like half right half wrong and um you know, that like he went to some shade. There's just shady stuff going on in Hollywood where there's abuse constantly. But that doesn't mean that there's an underground pedophile cabal, you know, in, in Hollywood. It's just there's there's different ways of, of of perceiving it. However, if Andrew Tate had anything to say about it, there's no such thing as mental illness. So Isaac Cappy must have been telling the truth. Andrew Tate would say there should be an underground pedophile cabal. That's Joe true. Yeah. Bitch, slap. Yeah, and I would, uh, she, I would take all the profits. Speaking of mental illness, uh, I know you wanted to talk about this. So, if you want to take the lead on, did you see? Did you see uh, the the backlash surrounding Kanye West and yeah. his Yeezy Gap trash bag displays that that kind of took the internet by storm? You know, I'm split on this one personally, Jesse, because on the one end. Uh, well, first of all, let's pull up the visual so people know what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, we can see the display. Kanye has a deal with Gap, and his new Yeezy collection is in there. And he got angry that they were just putting it on hangers, like you see in the background, the rest of the clothes. So he came okay. in with his new design. Everything with him is like black leather. Right. You no know, weirdness. And and so he, he made them put all of them, put all of the clothing in these bags that you have to sift through to find your size basically he turned the gap into a goodwill in a way actually a goodwill is more organized when i go to a goodwill um things are on bins yeah they're on hangers actually this is just like you know the the dumpster outside but i do look at that and say well it's definitely more interesting and more eye-catching than just like anything on the hangers back there. You're gonna walk over and, and take a look at what what's going on there. But yeah, he makes so, he makes clothes for like burglars and uh, Golden State killer types. Look at the ski mask, the dark clothing. Like this is clothing that's designed. I don't like how he's always trying to emulate the clothing of the homeless. I think he, in his mind, it's some kind of crusade to to normalize it or whatever. But 
to me, it just looks like something straight out of North Korea. Yeah, I would never. I mean, I would never wear it. I don't get it, to be honest. Um, I, I feel the same way, though, about like Justin Bieber's uh, Drew uh, clothing line. Yeah. Um, but it not. But for different reasons, like I just look at it and it just looks uncomfortable to me. Um, yeah, this is bizarre. What is that? how much does this stuff cost? Like, dude, COVID is over. We, we can't walk around in full ski masks in public anymore. I know. I that was Go the back thing. To the that, other one the, is that the cat woman suit? What? What is that? That's for mimes. He's <laughs> dressing mimes. It's it's truly. I mean, that's fine. Like, I would wear that probably, but it's just yeah. truly. An awful, um, awful clothing line. And then, and it's just bland. So, but wait. So, wh what's the story here? So, he's Kanye is defending what many man fans have deemed a trash bag clothing display as his Yeezy Gap line hit stores around the country. Ye popped up Fox News Thursday in a quick interview from Gap locations in Times Square when asked if he understood why some have criticized the clothing displays as insensitive to the homeless. Kanye says, I'm an innovator. I'm not here to sit up and apologize for my ideas. That's exactly what the media tries to do. Make us apologize for any idea that doesn't fall under exactly how they want the way they want us to think. Um, if yeah. you haven't seen well, them, the clothing is displayed in large trash bags for customers to sift through and find their sizes. Many have compared the bags to trash bags. Yeah, um, I don't I don't quite understand how people think this is insensitive to homeless. And once again, this to me is the public telling on themselves on how they view the homeless. Right. Like, it, I see this. I didn't think homeless. I thought maybe sloppy. I thought annoying Kanye stunt bullshit. But I didn't think, oh, my God, homeless people sift through trash bags. Like, what do you think? The homeless are going to be upset? Does anyone really think the homeless are upset by Kanye's gap trash bag thing? And I'm not no. talking about homeless activists who, like any activist, their job is to get upset about stuff so they can raise money. There's no homeless person out there who is hurt by this um and by the way like piles of clothing that's insensitive to people with dirty bedrooms more than it is to the homeless piles of clothing right. in a bag that's insensitive to like you know where i put my dirty clothes is that how crazy we're getting what the fuck jesse i know it reminds me of uh it's this is just like another fashion show where you'll see like you know women on the runway wearing like cardboard boxes and yeah. you know like oh the new summer design by so and so you know uses a uh, street this is true streetwear if you were living on the streets sort of thing uh it's all a gimmick um if anything it's insensitive to people who like to go in and like go to the medium section or the large section and find their clothes there they have to sift through it it's insensitive to people who are short on time if anything right that's a great point that's a great where's point. andrew tate <laughs> the, the, the you know what i feel like andrew tate and kanye would really get along i bet you like kanye is going to be like he has dragon energy man yeah. um he's an innovator. i really like the way he thinks he's that's uh that god that was a crazy yeah. time were you there were you in or were you in nashville when all that went down with kanye at tmz what i don't remember when he were went you, into uh, the office yeah, we, I don't remember when. If I was, was here, yeah. Yeah, okay. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. he came in the first time. I wasn't there for the slavery as a choice, but the second yeah. time he came, I had to go into the office to drop something off. And when I was leaving, 
Kanye decided that he wanted to film it outside instead of inside the office. Mm, so yeah, yeah, yeah. like a large group of people with, was gathered around and I just kind of like sat down and, and watched the whole interview. It was weird. He had his father or somebody was there, like his handlers are sitting nearby always because if a question gets asked that he doesn't know the answer to, uh, you know, he'll turn to them or, or they'll be like, oh, you know, he doesn't know that or, you know, it's, it's very strange. He's a strange guy. He's very strange. He would go from talented, but yeah. I mean, talk about mental illness. We want to get back on that. I mean, the guy was, he was one of the more bipolar celebrities I've ever met in my life. I mean, there was times where he was, I thought he was going to attack me. And then there were times where he was like the nicest guy in the world. You just yeah. never knew what you were going to get with that guy. You never He's knew. A real Isaac Cappy. That's right. That is right. Um, what is going on with the Dante Greco show this week? Where are you? Uh, what do you got planned? What's it next for you? Continues to be the biggest show in America. Uh, next week, I'm having Andrew Tate on. <laughs> and he's going to turn me into a man. No, I'm just going to keep making my videos and going out and getting good interviews and, and all that shit and just having a good time. Well, we've got a very special episode of the Front Row Podcast coming up on Tuesday. Um, it's our first in-studio podcast where I completely fucked up the audio and I'd like to apologize to everybody, but our guest is really great. He's a friend of mine who happens to be one of the biggest meme account creators, meme account um, owners. I don't know what you call it, but he runs a meme account, two of them, that are two of the biggest on Instagram. He has over 6 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. It's actually very and impressive, yeah. It's massive, and uh, he's a good buddy of mine. He sort of uh, came in and told us everything. He did a tell-all with us, and he, he spilled the beans. So um, we talk about uh, how he came to working on meme accounts, to how um, you know, like Instagram models and OnlyFans girls are used as advertising spots on these accounts. Talked about um, all sorts of stuff. His favorite memes, everything. So, oh, he was also a Vine star, which was the most mind blowing part of that interview. That he had a million followers on Vine. Incredible. I, I, I that blew me away. I had no idea about that. Insane, insane. You're so, gonna love this episode. It's it's funny. It's interesting. Yeah. So take a look. It's on Tuesday. I'm going to be releasing it like 9 a.m., 10 a.m., Tuesday morning. And uh, yeah, as always, to my front row sexuals and robots and to you, Dante, thank you so much. We love you guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, check out Dante Greco show, like and subscribe to the front row. And we will see you guys next time.